It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today as the Dubs get ready to open the season at Chase Center against the Los Angeles Clippers. Going to break that one down for you. Look at some matchups. Steve Kerr talks about the Dubs' poor defense. Draymond talks about his extension and a full slate of games from last night. Did we learn anything from any of them? It's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's going on? Hope everyone enjoyed the first two nights of the NBA season Last night, had 11 games. Whew! It was tough, tough to keep up with, man. That's one thing I know for sure. My league pass uh, fingers, you know, the my league pass decision-making isn't quite there yet, you know? Spent uh, the beginning of the night with uh, Orlando and uh, Cleveland, which it was cool, man. I don't know how people feel about Markel Fultz. It was cool to see him contribute. And have himself a solid game. I think he had 12 points, 6 assists. Nice little run for him. I hope he can find some some success. But that was cool. Uh, I mean, the Brooklyn game was crazy. Carl Anthony Towns goes off. Uh, we'll, we'll get to some of this stuff a little later. But, man, that first slate of 11 games was pretty righteous, if you ask me. But tonight's games, only three games, and the main one, the headliner, is the Dubs against the Clippers at Chase Center, 7.30. And it's a tough matchup for the Warriors, man, and it's going to be a tough matchup all season, even with Paul George out. The Clippers played them tough last year. Uh, One of the things I hate hearing is, oh, they took two games from the Warriors in the playoffs. Okay, but they lost the series, so, like, who... we're we're given we're given participation awards now in the NBA, but anyways, whatever. They still have a major chunk of that crew uh, that played them well in the playoffs, that played well last year, that got to the playoffs. Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, and those two are the big names: Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams, who gave the Warriors fits last year. Jamichael Green, being able to re-sign Jamichael Green was big for them. He's a guy who can stretch the floor, play multiple positions. Mo Harkless, who they got in a salary dump, all of a sudden people forgot that Mo's a good player. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's, he can actually play. And that's one of the, my biggest pet peeves about the NBA is just because a person's overpaid, they act like the player's useless. No, Mo Harkless is overpaid, but he's still a solid player. And they got him and a first-round pick from Miami, which is pretty crazy. 
And it's just it's emblematic of, of how good this Clippers front office has been. You know, they picked up a good player and a first round pick because the Heat didn't want to pay the luxury tax on his ten million dollars. So that's it's a good team, and it's going to be a tough matchup for the Warriors, especially because of how poor they are defensively. And Steve Kerr talked about uh, their defensive problems, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But just look at the matchup. Steph versus Patrick Beverly. I think Patrick Beverly's overrated. Steph will get the best of him, no problem. Uh, it's not even, I'm not even worried about it. Landry Shamit, we all know what he can do and how he comes off screens. He's got... Some Clay Thompson to his game. How is D'Angelo Russell going to be able to, uh, you know, chase him around? Is he up to the task? Kawhi Leonard is obviously Kawhi Leonard. He, I, I imagine Glenn Robinson will start on him, which is not a favorable matchup for the Warriors. But at the same time, Kawhi isn't the type to get after it from the tip. You know, Kawhi is in a situation where he kind of sits back, lets his team do what they can. And then when Kawhi needs to, he'll take over which is exactly what he did against the Lakers. Uh, one of the big big ones is, is Zubac, who's their starting center. Now, he was fine against the, the Lakers. He only played 10 minutes, had eight points and one rebound. But with the Warriors short at the center position, both literally and figuratively, he could have a big impact. He's much bigger than, than Marquise Chris and Kavon Looney, who we all believe will play tonight which is a boost getting Kevon Looney back, but still he's dwarfed by Zubats. And then Patrick Patterson started for them, which is kind of, you know, one of those random ones like we saw with the Warriors for years, you know, starting Zaza or JaVale or whoever. Uh, I, I believe that'll be kind of like a rotating starting spot, but after a win, I don't think they'll change it. I think he'll start again tonight. And then it's the bench. The bench is the toughest one to match up with. Like I said, Lou Williams, Montrez Harold, Jamichael Green, and Mo Harkless all had double digits last game and all played well. And, you know, I, I, I expect them to continue to do the same. This team is so deep, so heavy up top as well. Um, they're they're going to be a tough matchup. But then on the other side, they do have to play against the Warriors, which is Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, Glenn Robinson, Kevon Looney getting the start. So it'll be interesting to see how Steve Kerr deploys these guys and you know tries to tries to find some offense and hopes they can maybe piece together a little bit of defense. Steve Kerr talked about the the Warriors defense recently and uh, it was pretty interesting what he had to say. He said basic stuff we just don't understand. How many guys do we have that are under 23? 8, 9. Young guys, young teams usually struggle defensively. I don't think we're going to be any exception. So He's not blaming it on the youth, but it's just the fact that young players don't have the same, uh, you know, IQ that you get from experience that older players like Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala have, or Clay Thompson, or all you know, all the perimeter defenders they lost. We already know that, but at the same time, I do think they have some good young defenders who this year will be big in their development, such as Jacob Evans and Eric Paschal. Eric Pascal could potentially get time on Kawhi Leonard tonight. And Steve Kerr's talked about it. He's like, you know, you could see Eric Pascal get time against some of these big names, big wings that we go against. And he was pretty good against LeBron uh, in, I forget which preseason game it was again, one of the four preseason games against the Lakers. He deed him up and did about just as good as you could 
you know, didn't bite on the pump fake, stays with him. But LeBron being LeBron, you know, knocks down a shot against great defense. But I'm intrigued by Eric Paschal, especially his size uh, and his defensive ability. So we'll see. He's going to get some time tonight as well uh, going against Kawhi, which will be, I don't know, something to watch, (laughs) something to look for. As you can tell, I'm a little pessimistic about tonight's game, especially after the Clippers in their first game. But again, Steph, D'Angelo, they can go off. They can absolutely go off. I'm interested in the rotations. I think it'll be similar to what we saw in the preseason and kind of how we think it'll go. Uh, Just in general, the stagger that we saw with KD, I think we'll see something similar to that where D'Angelo Russell will start the second and fourth and have to lead that second unit. And let's see if he's up to it. You know, he had a great flurry in the fourth quarter in that last game against the Lakers. Does he have some more of that in him? Is he going to have more moments like that? And this is the beginning of Steph doing Steph things. You know, is he going to be the guy that takes over the 2016 stuff and does incredible things or not. You know, it's it's that simple. So we'll have to wait and see. And then Draymond defensively, he's going to have to be a monster. He's going to have to. There's no – you either are and the team is better defensively than we would have expected or you aren't and they're bad. It's pretty much that simple when it comes to Draymond and his job this year, especially defensively. Speaking of Draymond, he talked about his extension recently, and I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. Understandable. But with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? Even if it's been a while, IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash future of work. Draymond Green signed a four-year, $100 million contract extension this offseason that came as somewhat of a surprise to me at the very least because I thought he would play it out and try and see what he can get after a good year. After another big Draymond year, potentially trying for defensive player of the year, dragging this team to a top 20 defense, all that stuff. But instead, he went ahead and signed the four-year, $100 million contract that was put in front of him, which I can't blame him at all. I can't blame any of these guys for taking the money because not only have we seen what injuries can do to a player like Isaiah Thomas or you know Clay and KD are 
fortunate that they're good enough to still get their money after an injury, but look at DeMarcus Cousins also. Um, another one is look at Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who turned down five years, $80 million from the Pistons, and over the last three years, and then including next year where he has a player option, the most he will have been able to make is $46 million. So he's lost at least $30 million when you compare those contracts, the one that he turned down and then the ones that he's gotten from the Lakers since then. And by the way, some of those Laker contracts are Rich Paul favors, are LeBron James favors. So I think players see that the whole betting on yourself thing, uh, it, the, the offers have to be pretty egregious to do so. You know, if if the Warriors had offered Draymond four years, $50 million, I'm sure he would have then bet on himself and gone into free agency. But when you have offers like the one he got, four years, $100 million, and then a lot of these restricted free agency offers, or um, not restricted free agency, the, the rookie extensions we've seen before players go to restricted free agency over this last week, all pretty fair, at least close to fair. You know, DeMontis Sabonis is in the $70 million range. Uh, Buddy Heald, I believe, is $80 million with a lot of likely incentives. Or $86 million with a lot of likely incentives. A lot of players like that. Torian Prince was two years, $30 million. DeJounte Murray, four years, 64. And the funniest thing about the DeJounte Murray one is I heard some people saying, like, oh, he could have made a lot more if he waited. Well, he also just lost a year of his career to an ACL tear and is securing his future and his family's future. And something that I've said before as well is this deal with DeJounte Murray and the Spurs has potential to have the, the benefit of the Steph Curry contract that he signed uh, after, you know, a couple ankle injuries and uh, before getting to before getting to restricted free agency. Because, and not to the same extreme, Obviously, I don't think DeJounte Murray is going to revolutionize the game and be a two-time MVP and win a bunch of championships before he uh, ever gets to his next extension. But he's a damn good player, man. He's a really good player. And they're going to potentially have a perennial all-star well under market value. Or they could have a guy who continues to get hurt making $17 million. $16 million. Math. So I look, I'm all for some of these deals that are happening because they make sense. The whole betting on yourself thing, I think, can be a little overrated, especially when the difference isn't that much. But back to Draymond Green, who signed his deal four years, 100 million that I was a little surprised at because he had the potential to make so much more in the offseason. But again, that's the whole betting on yourself thing and betting on your own health and your own ability and also turning down $100 million it's put in front of your face. So on the Woj podcast, which I'm sure most of you listen to because it was incredible, uh, with it had Draymond Green and Bob Myers on it, Draymond was asked about his, his extension and how it came about, and honestly, the way he, he talks about it, it's very nonchalant, and it just happened. He said, with our history, it's definitely a conversation where we have before Bob just came to me and said, hey, just want you to know we're going to offer you the full max extension that you can sign. How do you want me to handle it? And I said, great, thank you. You and Rich can handle it from there. And that's just what they did. 
He was just telling me that there's no pressure or rush. Whenever you're ready to talk about it or discuss it, then we'll talk about it and discuss it. So the summer went on, and I enjoyed the summer a little bit, went on vacation, then I got back, and then Bob was leaving for a vacation, and then Bob landed back maybe Wednesday evening or Thursday, and Rich was like, all right, Bob's back. We'll start renegotiating the contract now. I landed in Toronto on Saturday morning, and it was done already. I was like, whoa, that was fast. With our relationship, I personally think it would have been kind of weird if he just went to Rich and was like, hey, Rich, we're offering Draymond an extension. It's like you could have told me with our relationship. He definitely said it to me first, and then we go from there. So the last year of the deal is a player option, which good for Draymond. Uh, no one else got player options in their deal, Steph or Clay, but they also got the full, full max where Draymond, uh, I know Bob says they're going to offer him the max, but the max that he could sign with one year left on his deal is not as much as the max he could sign as a full-on unrestricted free agent. So he got some kickers in there. I think there's a 15% trade kicker uh, as well, but he's uh, he's locked in for, for four years, $100 million. And the way he talks about it is it was just a no pain, no pressure situation where here's what we're offering you. Okay, can I get a player option? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, and that's the relationship that they have, Bob and Draymond and Draymond and the, the entire organization, which is kind of cool to see the, the peek behind the curtain because also the way it gets reported is, oh, you know, I don't know, Dray- will Draymond sign a, a contract extension or will he go into free agency and be upset that he, you know, they, they like to cause drama or speculate on drama, and it turns out there really was none. So another thing, uh, another reason why I think the the extension is such a good idea for Draymond and for the Warriors is he's not worried about putting up numbers to look better on the free agent market. Now he's got his contract, he's good to go, all he's didn't do is hoop. And he doesn't have to worry about, well, I didn't score double digits this year. You know, is that going to affect going to affect the bottom line when it comes to you know negotiating contracts with the Warriors or whatever? He he can just focus on hoop, and that's one of the things that I also uh, attribute to some of these rookie extensions, like Buddy Heald. He doesn't have to worry about oh, I need to shoot forty four percent from three and you know be the third best three point shooter in the game again. He got his money now. He can just go out there and hoop. So. I think it's a positive. I think it was a nice little peek behind the curtain, too, to show that there wasn't much drama or negotiating or anything like that. Draymond wanted to sign. They gave him a fair offer, and he signed. So there it is. We had a full slate, 11 full games last night. We got a couple games tonight. Going to look at all of those coming up in just a minute. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. <laughs> Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. 
11 games, the first full slate of the season, and it was awesome. (laughs) It was great. Maybe I'm overreacting to just basketball being back, but I don't think so. I never overreact. You know, I'm I'm very level-headed. Not really, but as far as yesterday goes, it was great. Like I said, I started with... uh, and uh, Cleveland, cool to see Markel Fultz playing and contributing. Uh, maybe you guys don't care, but I always think it's cool. I, I don't like busts. I don't like guys that flame out. So it was cool to see that. Uh, the Kings, man, lost by 29 to the Phoenix Suns. That one was a surprise. Kings have some work to do. They scored 36 points in the second half. Woof. Uh, yeah, I, I still believe in them, but man, that is pretty terrible. Nuggets down the trailblazers, 108 to 100. Jokic is just oddly smooth. It's, I can't even explain it. It's hilarious and also awesome and majestic. And, uh, yeah, I I just, I don't know. Seeing a, a chubby dude like that just knock down these mid rangers over Hassan Whiteside all night is pretty hilarious. Uh, Jazz beat the Thunder 195. The Thunder could be scrappy. Uh, you know, that's that's a step below good. You don't want to say they're good yet, but they're scrappy. The Jazz, I'm still a little, I don't know. They're small. They they got they got small this year, and no one's really talking about that. You know, you have basically two six-footers uh, playing, starting in your backcourt. You know, I don't, I don't know. But that didn't slow down Toronto the other night. But we'll see. Jazz still get the win. Spurs beat the Knicks. We all saw that coming. Mavs beat the Wizards. Porzingis looks pretty good. He looks spry, at least. And then Luka, um, you know, gets all the NBA hipsters to lose their freaking mind. T-Wolves, Nets, crazy game that went to overtime. Cat is a beast. He's a monster. Kyrie is going to love being by himself on the Nets this year. And he's going to hate it when KD comes back. <laughs> Uh, the Heat beat the Grizzlies by 19, 120-101. Kendrick Nunn, former uh, Santa Cruz Warrior, had 24, started for him, uh, uh, for Goran Dragic, who's injured. So, I mean, pretty cool to see that not only did he make the team, he's their backup point guard and, and playing well. I mean, I know he had 40 in that one preseason game, but to, to do it in the regular season is, is pretty cool. Sixers beat the Celtics 107-93. This Sixers experiment of you know playing eight centers it could work I just don't like their depth and Matisse Teibel is a great great defender already but besides that they just don't have much off the bench uh talked about Magic and Cavs Pacers go down to the Pistons Drummond had what did he have like 32 and 23 and 3 the guy's a beast when it comes to getting on the boards. And if you don't have a big body to bang with him, he's going he's gonna to get his. And the Hornets beat the Bulls. Good for the Hornets. That's all I got on that one. <laughs> it was awesome. First night of NBA action, man. I loved it. Tonight's league pass picks. Only three games. So obviously Clippers, Warriors. And then we got to go Bucks, Rockets because that's going to be a good-ass game. I mean, that's all, that's all I really got for you. You got Giannis, and then you got Harden and Westbrook uh, debuting. And you know what? The third game I'm interested in, too. Hawks and Pistons. You get to watch uh, uh, Trey Young and the Young Hawks and the Pistons after Dre, or, uh, Andre Drummond went for 
you know, crazy numbers last night? Are they gassed? Are they ready to go against a young, fast team? We will see. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked on Warriors. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. Peace. You are Locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.